Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares. And I want to give a huge shout out before we get started to uh, two of our sponsors, Breezy HVAC and Oddmo's Pizza. Um, you guys are absolutely amazing. Again, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So huge thank you. Make sure you guys go and support them, show them your love and appreciation. Good morning, Baron. How Hello, are you? Hello. Good to be back. It is. It is. This is like always my favorite day of the week now. I know. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's recap. Last, last week. week. Last yeah. week. Yeah. I mentioned last week about something that occurred, actually started started in the summer of 2018. I had about 60 or 100 shirts at that point that mm-hmm. were here around the Salem area. And so I just sent an invitation out to everybody, like, you know, come on out for a group picture. Right. So we met at Bush Park. And we got a really nice group picture, and I sent that picture off to several radio stations, TV, just hoping somebody would bite. Right. And there's a station in Portland, it's actually called Metroscope, and they actually record for six different radio stations. Oh, yes. So the guy contacted me, and and he said, hey, come on up, we'll do an interview. So Brittany and I had done the Spartan race, she had flown home, and then on Tuesday, two days later, we did an interview. And you and I talked about that interview. Yes, we did. And some of the things that you were surprised with in that interview. Yes. Like what? I'm drawing a blank at this moment. <laughs> I am so sorry. No. Um, one of the things, the biggest, one of the big things was that Brenda, she was, she said that she was, it wasn't that she wasn't scared of dying. She just didn't want to die on her. She didn't want it to be because of her. Yeah. And so she is that's why she did all of these extra things like exercising and eating better and getting more involved and being more aware of her body and and what's going on with it. And that's just crazy that she wasn't scared of dying. Yeah. But just she wanted to make sure it wasn't her fault. Yeah. Um and then what was the other one? Oh, my mind's right there. Oh, that cancer was the uh love disease. Gift of love. Yeah. And so that threw me. I still can't figure out which one I but do you remember? Do you remember the story that she shared about that scenario you're talking about? Yes, mm-hmm, with her mother-in-law. Yeah, and how she got the extra time with them versus somebody that she knows that suddenly passed away in a car accident. Um, I, I could, and now it's easier to understand that cancer is the uh, the disease of love because it does give you those extra times um, to love your people that are close to you and be more involved in their lives and. There's a lot of things that we think of that we want to do and don't do um, because we always have tomorrow. Right. But not necessarily. Right. And so... It was interesting to me. Again, that was not scripted. Brent and I just talked on right. the radio. And so it was interesting to me to hear that as well. I'd never really heard it until she said it that way. Right. But the other reason we were there, and I guess it's a good time to announce this on the on the radio... I had gone up there because I realized that not everyone wanted to get as muddy as we did in the Warrior Dash. Mm-hmm. Not everyone wanted to train as hard as we did for the Spartan race. Mm-hmm. But everyone could at least walk yes. three miles. And so that's when the idea came to me for the Love and Run. Mm-hmm. And so I'd gone to the radio station with the hope that it would help promote that first Love and Run right. back at 18. Well, today is August 6th. And Woo-hoo. a week from today is the Kaiser Fest Parade. Yes. And this year's Love and Run is the parade. How brilliant. Oh, I love it. 
And there's, I, I have this girl's permission to announce this, but they're the newest member of our board. Her name is Morgan Davis. Okay. <clears throat> and she actually, she works for Kevin Mannix's campaign. Oh, yes. <clears throat> She's 25 years old. She just found that she has thyroid cancer. Oh, no. So we are going to walk with Morgan. Okay. So if people want to walk with you... So they go Is that to a thing? yeah. In fact, we're hoping to get like two hundred people yes. walking in our float. Okay, <laughs> yes, right. So just go to kicking-cancer.org, um, and you're going to see it in the uh, uh, program section. But it says events, so click on events, and you'll see this walk, and it says details. Click that, and that allows you to to sign up and be part of our group, part of our float. Okay, all right. Um, and is there a cutoff registration time? It, it, we will we will let people register right up until the day before. Okay. Um, I have about four hundred shirts ordered in multiple colors. Okay. So our first love and run in two thousand eighteen were all pink shirts. Okay. Our second one were yellow and blue shirts because we had two different groups mm-hmm. that second year, but but now we actually have all nine cancer colors. So That's when so you cool. register, if you know someone that had kidney cancer, get a mm-hmm. green shirt. If you know somebody that had colon cancer, get a blue shirt, right? Okay. Whatever, yeah. Whatever color means something to you, get that color shirt, and and let's just walk with Morgan, show yeah. her our support, and get this massive amount of people. Okay, yeah. You know? And the fun thing is, we're actually, you know, we're on the road, right? Right. So we're kicking cancer on the asphalt. Oh. <laughs> I love how you twist all of those little fun things, like the golf tournament. Yeah, that was on the grass. Right. Yes. <laughs> this was on so, the asphalt. That makes it so much fun. <laughs> but that was part of the reason I went up to the station that year, was to promote that walk. Right. The other story we told last week, something that came out of that interview, there was a lady in Arizona that listened to that and sent me a check for $1,000 to give to Brenda. Wow. Because her dad, in the 70s, died from brain cancer. And so you pulled on some of those heartstrings where she was like, I, I can make a difference yep. with this. And she just liked what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, and so we told Robert Lucas' story oh. last week on our show. Okay. Remember? Yep. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, a couple of the highlights for me in his story was he was an engineer on uh, the Apollo missions. Yeah, that's intense. Right. Um but when he got the brain cancer, I still remember the part that hit me with the story is he had been in the hospital for several days and the family was tired and they drove home and he passed away as they were leaving. They didn't get to say goodbye. Now that might be, I don't know which, I mean, I guess I would always want to be there, but that might be hard to see and witness, but then that might also be hard to not see and witness. Right, right. Cancer is definitely a double-edged sword in every way, shape, and form. And I think the longer we do this together, the more stories we tell, the more we see of that double-edged sword, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then not, and it's just, there's so much that revolves around cancer and so many things that relate to it or that can be preventive and uh, proactive. There's a lot of things. Um, I actually had a listener reach out to me last week saying that she really, really enjoyed listening to our show and what we were talking about and how a food affects us in so many different ways that a lot of people aren't aware of. No. 
And, and, and again, this was kind of my idea when I went to you several months ago to do this show, that, that we could just bring awareness to some of this stuff. Yeah. I think the biggest one that, well, <laughs> you've shocked me with a lot. <laughs> but the one was, uh, I think the meat. The meat still is, it's uh, just how, I I honestly thought that meat was really good for us. It was great protein. It was pure. It was, especially if you went the organic route, but there's just so much behind it that's not what you think. Yeah, I and actually so. saw a, a slogan for um, a company that sells meat. Mm-hmm. And the slogan actually said, you are what your animals eat. That was their slogan. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, given what we've talked about and what we've uncovered, um, some of our animals are not eating good stuff. No. And then we're eating the meat from the animals, which is not good stuff. So right. So <laughs> you are what your animals eat. Yeah. No, I love the feedback from the people that are listening, too. Um, so we actually encourage you guys, if you have an input or something to say, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love hearing all of your guys' opinions, stories, and input, definitely. And thank you for downloading, because I think we hit 150 downloads, Amanda. <gasps> Did we? That's so exciting. I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think what we're doing and what we're talking about is big. Um, and again, I'm just going to plug our sponsors here one more time, because... We truly wouldn't be here without them. Um, they're making this possible. And cancer and what we're doing really touches on their sh- heartstrings. And um, it's something that they truly believe in. So um, please go and support them. That's Breezy HVAC and Odmo's Pizza for this segment. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you mentioned something last week that kind of got me doing some research. Okay. You know, the fact that you and your husband are actually so going out. and you to work. Huh? You are putting me. Every <laughs> single week you put me to work. You'll say something that I got to do some research to, to get some data for you. Yeah. I but love you it. mentioned the fact that you and your husband are going for walks. Yes. And you're feeling better because of that. Mm-hmm. So I brought you an article. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. So this is from the Associated Press, but it came from the New York Daily News. Okay. And it's just an article from last year. Oh, so I love that you bring really in a lo- recent. You bring in a lot of recent things, which I think is it makes it more relevant and um, it, it's not outdated. Yes, yes. The outdated stuff's shocking too, though. It, it's extremely shocking because <laughs> the really numbers are even way crazier now. Yeah. So the 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 title for this article says two hours per week in nature can benefit health. Oh. That's okay. the title for the article. And that two hours per week. So that's not very much. No. And so it references a study that was done, interestingly enough, in England and the University of Sweden. Okay. So the Europeans might be a little ahead of us in this. <laughs> who knows? Yes. But it says those who spent less than two hours outdoors weekly exhibited the same level of health as those who spent no time. Oh. But those who spent two hours a week of some nature saw an increase in their critical thinking. Okay. Okay. Uh, Moreover, it didn't have to be two straight hours. Right. Which I think is really important that if you go out 15 minutes a night, Mm -hmm. that's, well, probably more than 15 because that would be eight days. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But But if you went for a half an hour walk... For four days, then you've got your two hours in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be eight, two hours straight, but one of the things it mentions a little farther on in the article, the reason you need you want to be in nature right. is everything has a vibration. Okay. 
So people realize that there are light waves, there are sound waves. Yeah. So those are different vibrations. Right. Um, concrete has a different vibration than grass and trees. Okay. And and I think I was sharing this with you earlier in the week that if you go to the mall, you almost feel drained. Extremely. When you get done. Grocery shopping, I'm like, oh. I need a nap. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. But if you go to Silver Falls or Bush Park or, you know, some nature place, you kind of feel refreshed. Yeah. Because the trees and the grass have a different vibration. Mm-hmm. It's actually a better vibration. And if somebody really wants to feel good about it, take your shoes off and let your actual bare feet go through the grass. Okay. Because your feet are high receptors for your whole body. Mm-hmm. And so They're the highest, right? The highest. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of reflexology stuff and, you know, they put pressure on certain parts of your feet. And so your feet are very, very sensitive to your whole body. Right. So those vibrations from the grass on bare feet, you'll really feel good in nature. Okay. So what's crazy is um, me and my husband, we actually, uh, we have a membership to the Oregon Fishing Club. And what that is, is it's private properties that are out in the forest and their lakes and whatnot. And so, um, gosh, I think it was a few weeks ago, we said, you know, let's let's bring it back to the basics. Let's, because we have our trailer with our generator and our mattress and whatnot. And it was like, you know, it'd be nice to just not tow all of that and just grab our tent from, um, you know, a few years ago, our air mattress and our barbecuer and just go out there. And we brought our kayak and it filled my cup so much. I was like, I can't believe that we got away from this. Right. We going into with the trailer and all of the fancy things that I mean, they're not fancy, but you know, fancier than like what you would think is a tent. Right. Um, it it was it was pretty crazy. It was, and so we've actually booked a bunch more trips without our trailer and all of those things. And it's just so refreshing. Mm-hmm. I was honest. I told him because we have a few quads, and I was like, "Sell them." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Being out here with the kayak and our tent, and just just the sounds of the birds chirping, and and the the just the buzzing of of nature around us, it it made me feel so good and positive." So here's the direct quote. You just you just summarized this whole article <laughs> with your own personal experience. So from the study that was done. In Sweden, they said there are many reasons why spending time in nature may be good for health and well-being, including getting perspective on life circumstances, Mm -hmm. reducing stress, and enjoying quality time with friends and family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is everything you just said. It is. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. I, I was just like, it's crazy how we want more. We want the bigger and the better in life, but you reel it back a little bit and it's like back to the basics is just, it's so much more rewarding, Mm -hmm. at least for us. And with bringing it back to the nature and going on walks and just getting that fresh breath of air. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the, if people go to our website, again, it's kicking-cancer.org, about halfway down the homepage, you're going to see five values, five things we're talking about. And one of them is Reduce your stress. Yeah. Because cells are responding to stress. Mm -hmm. So how do you reduce your stress? Exactly what you and your husband are doing. Yeah. It's reducing your stress, right? Yeah, it is. We don't even have the stress of the trailer and towing it and everything. I mean, it's just all, it was like, what in the heck were we thinking getting away from this tent camping and just keeping it simple? Yeah. 
it's amazing. Yeah. So that's my little I love bit it. Of, of listening to the things that we're talking about. And it's like, you know what? We need to just kind of reel it back a little bit and yeah. do some self-care. Well, the other and part. slow down. Slow down. Slow down. That's a big one. And I think that's a, that's a hard part of society today is, is slowing down and how to slow down. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, for me personally, uh, my wife decided to start playing golf a few years ago. And so about once a week, especially down with the nicer weather, weather we just we just find a golf course where we go play golf. Yeah. And her job, she works for 911. Okay. Very stressful job. <laughs> Very stressful job. I can job, only right? imagine. And so when she first started golfing, that little ball absolutely represented some of the people that she didn't like to, to call. Right. Like she would hit the ball out of frustration. Yeah. But now it's a really good way for her to de-stress. Yeah. We're out in nature. We're hitting golf balls, having fun doing it. We're together in the cart talking. Yeah. it's a, Everyone has their own way of de-stressing. Right. And this is really effective for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband with our kayak, we have a double-seater kayak. And so he sits in the back and fishes, and I sit in the front and kind of row us around slowly. Uh, I love it. He's like, slow down. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to fish. Slow down. It's like, oh, okay. Sorry. You're, you're, you're motorboating in the front, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, geez, you're a little speed animal. That's funny. <laughs> and I just sit up there and just relax and just sunbathe and love on the dogs and Watch all the fish in the water. It's just really cool. It yeah. Just, yeah. Slowing down and just enjoying the people you love around you and yeah. just taking it minute by minute. So the other thing I thought I'd bring you, again, it's from this book I keep referencing. Okay. Anti-Cancer Living. So I found this book at the end of 2018, and there was a statement in here that changed the trajectory for me of kicking cancer. Okay. And it's on our website. It's actually from Lorenzo Cohen, who wrote the book. Uh, he is at the MD Anderson in Texas, and his job there is called integrative medicine. He's actually helping people prevent cancer. Okay. Or if they get it, how to live longer with it. Okay. Right? Um, and he said if we don't take prevention more seriously in 20 years, every other American will have cancer. Wow. That's what I said. So when I read that. I believe it. I was like, holy cow, I need to do something. Yeah. And that's what kind of motivated me to start kicking cancer. Right. But he has these different, he calls them transform your life and health with the mix six. And so I'm using five of those six that he talks about. Well, one of them is movement. And again, you're talking about being out there and walking with your husband. So he says, along with being linked to obesity... Being sedentary causes a whole list of serious, highly preventable health problems. And the first one he mentions is increased insulin resistance, which is a precursor to type 2 diabetes. So, if, And this is specifically the United States, India, China, Mexico, Brazil, highly populated areas. We have a lot of jobs now where you're not moving. Right. You're sedentary. And you've got to find ways to move because if you're not moving, besides obesity, you, it's a precursor to diabetes. Yeah. I was borderline diabetic, or I am borderline diabetic. So I actually cut sugar out of my diet in January. Of this year. Of this year. And within, I think it was four months, I had lost 40 pounds. Wow. It made such a big difference. My legs didn't hurt anymore. I w- my knee, my knees, and my ankles would hurt a lot because and, sugar causes inflammation. Yeah, and just the extra weight that I was carrying around from all of that sugar as well. Yeah, and may and so 
I'm praying next time they do my blood work that I'm no longer... Uh, pre-diabetic? Yeah, pre-diabetic. So the other one, which, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so the other one it actually mentions is if you're not moving, if you're sedentary, you have a greater risk of depression and other mental health issues. Absolutely. Um, and I think about, there was a point in my life about five years ago where I'd allowed my health to just get way out of control. Right. Um, I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Okay. And Brenda always says as she picks the food, I'm either feeding my cancer or I'm feeding my body. That's the decisions you make when you grab oh. food. Is, is this food going to feed my cancer? That's a crazy way to put it. And so for me, I realized I'm either feeding my body or I'm feeding my depression. Yeah. And I was actually feeding my depression right. back then. Yeah. And I wasn't moving. And so this book actually validates the fact that if you're not doing some kind of movement, you have a greater risk of depression. Yeah. The other point I thought was really interesting was if you're moving, you get better sleep. Yes. And this was a study that was done at Oregon State University. Oh. Really close to okay, home. Okay, yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so at, they did a study, uh, let's see, 2,600 people. So pretty good-sized study yeah. group. Um, and what they found was that if you engage in 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity per week, you reported less daytime sleepiness and better sleep at night. Okay. So not a lot, not a ton of exercise. Right. But you're getting that body moving. Right. And so when you go to bed at night, you sleep better. Yeah. So bringing it back to our camping, uh, with being out in the nature with the tent camping, me and my husband both were like, that's the best sleep I've ever had in so long. It was so refreshing because we, we did a lot of movement and we were out and about and just enjoying it. And then we just knocked out and slept just like logs. Right. <laughs> right. So all the components we're talking about, the nature, the activity, all that your body was getting back. It's, it's called a state of homeostasis. That's what our bodies are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And because of what you guys were doing, you got those bodies back to where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And you slept like you're supposed to. We did. As opposed to, I need a, a sleeping pill to help me sleep at night. Right. And people do that. I used to. They, they get a stressful life. Mm -hmm. They got to de-stress. So they take a sleeping pill to help them sleep at night. Yeah. But if you get back to that normal state, you don't need it. Right. Okay. I like that. So I've got some more fun stuff to tell you about the whole sleep part. But okay. I think we're running close on time, aren't we? We have about two minutes left. Oh, we've got some more time then. Okay. Yes, we do. So th that one that I just mentioned was from um, Oregon State University. The other one, again, pretty close to home, is Stanford. Oh, Yes. And this was a study that was done over the course of almost 20 years. Okay. From the mid-80s to the mid... It's a long study. Long study. Started in the mid-80s, clear up until late 2019, 2020. Okay. Okay. That's almost 30 years. And they found rising rates of obesity kept pace with rising rates of inactivity. That kind of makes sense. Right. I would right? imagine they go hand in hand. While calorie consumption remained constant. So we ate the same amount of food, but we didn't move, so obesity went up. Yeah. So food does contribute to obesity. Oh, yeah. But so does not moving. Right. Um, though careful to frame their correlation rather than causation, and it's interesting that they actually said it the way that we've been talking about, oh, right. right? There is a correlation, 
there's not causation proof to link, uh, I lost my place here, um, inactivity in women, this had spiked from 19% to more than 50%. Whoa. So that inactivity was spiking the women from 19 to 50%. Wow. It, it was, it was huge. Huge, huge, yeah. huge jump. Uh, so later on, it says another research was done at Brigham Young University, so not quite as close to home, but over in Utah, suggests that daily exercise may act as a natural appetite suppressant Okay. as it releases hormones that promote a sensation of perceived fullness. Okay. So your brain's actively out there working, and when you sit down to eat something, you go, I don't need to eat as much. Right, because right. Because there's this perceived fullness. Okay, that makes sense. So I, I just think it's interesting that all this really kind of comes together. It's kind of crazy how much it all ties in together, actually. Yeah. So we are almost out of time. We have about a little less than a minute left. So I want to give a shout out again to our sponsors for this segment. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, Breezy HVAC and Oddmos Pizza. Thank you guys so much for letting us share these stories and bring awareness to our listeners and community. Um, I think it's hugely important. And with that said, we will be right back. I, I love that After we're this hour. break. Yeah, I love that we're an hour. <laughs> so awesome now. Okay, we will be right back.